you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL podcast. Still doesn't know who John Gonzalez is. (laughs) Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by Maron Head & Shoulders. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Connie Fox, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, hey. Yeah. Dan finally getting that hair sponsorship mm-hmm. he's been angling for. Where? Not the one he expected. We're going. Yeah, I, I love me some head and shoulders. I think I got some in the shower right now. Uh, same here. Just I sorry. use it periodically. Um, I think John Gonzalez does, too. So, like, who? great. Who? John Gonzalez? 1977 yeah. an American sports writer. Was that guy. NFL media broadcaster, Colleen Wolf. John, who's Pisces, <laughs> resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. All right. Six years with him. I have to tell you, by the way. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. Your wedding anniversary. It was yesterday. What a moment. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. You did it. Yeah. What an achievement. Happy anniversary yeah. to me. Nice. Congratulations. I'm really, Colleen. like, <laughs> the show's You're off really the rails. All right, sorry. It. Back to the show. Um, all right, so Colleen's sixth anniversary happened, uh, but also <laughs> happening this week is the start of the 2017 NFL regular season. Rejoice. The season is upon us. And, and, and you know what? We're so excited to get into everything around it this week. Let's lay out the week real quick. Today, first, this is a very special edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Whoa. A very special Around the NFL podcast. Because you know what it is. It's like when we tell our parents we're pregnant or something or- that happened to you? Everybody simmer down. Everybody's yeah, a little. Was, I know, think it's exciting. It sounded like an it. after school special. But. Little overly bubbly. Week uh, one. Go get my lunch, you turd. Oh, yeah. We're doing our regular season prop wagers with sandwiches Ooh. on lunch. Tasty sandwiches. How exciting is that? Uh, also, uh, ooh, how fun is this? We will make our MVP picks. And that will, we'll roll that into the sandwich props. But each of us will pick our MVP for the 2017 season. And uh, you might be surprised who we select. Or probably not. It's probably going to be very basic choices. Low level of surprise, I'd, well, I'd imagine. Speak for yourself. Most. Mine could not be more down the middle and boring. Uh, and, of course, there is uh, the opening game of the season on Thursday. 
Chiefs at Patriots, bloodbath. We will preview that game. Uh, we'll take a trip to the throne of ease, which I'm sure you're excited about, Greg. Two days, two, 48 hours till we got a real football. Another year on the throne, Greg. Mm-hmm. Another year. Endless primetime games for you to enjoy. <laughs> They're throwing a concert up there. It's a whole thing. I'll be at work. You know, we're here. But you love it. You, you're going to be sitting on the computer. You're going to write your what we learned from the game. And oh, yeah, I meant to let me get to it again. So we're doing the I'm excited too. very bubbly. <laughs> um, a, a very special around the NFL podcast today. We're doing go get my lunch Thursday. We will do our preview of every game in week one. Uh, and that episode, if you remember, if you're a regular listener, the top of our Thursday episode will have the recap of that Thursday night game between the Patriots and Chiefs, bloodbath. And then Sunday, our flagship program, a Sunday night, um, the only game that matters in the podcast business, our show on Sunday night uh, where we go over each game, game by game, inside the NFL style, uh, and, and talk about everything that happened on Sunday. God forbid another podcast entity in this building would try to do the same. The only podcast that matters right. on Sunday night, the Around the NFL podcast, presented by Head & Shoulders. Uh, Erica Tamposi, the loose cannon. LC, let's do some news. All right, you got it. Let's start with a little more hurricane talk. Oh, my God. We're still talking about hurricanes. Terrible stuff, obviously, um, going on with Hurricane Harvey down in Texas and the Gulf Coast. Gulf Coast, there is another issue. Now, Hurricane Irma, awful name, is barreling toward Florida, picking up steam, uh, and it is uh, trending as a dangerous Category 5 hurricane. Winds increasing to 175 miles per hour from a football standpoint. Um, this is creating trouble for the NFL in terms of scheduling because the Miami Dolphins and Tampa Bay Buccaneers are scheduled to play in South Florida on Sunday afternoon, a 1 p.m. kickoff. And uh, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported that the NFL and local officials continue to monitor the hurricane uh, and uh, it could lead to a situation where they need to change the site. So here we are again. We just talked about the Texans who are actually going to open up at home after Houston got hit so hard by Harvey. Now Irma showing up, Greg. Uh, what do we know right now? Well, I'm I'm reading online that the winds of Hurricane Irma are already stronger than than Katrina was at its peak. So people are taking oh it God. seriously. It's it's days out though that you never know what direction it's going to take. I mean, it's trying to guess, but we'll have to see. We've seen Miami games moved in the past or delayed in mm-hmm. the past, and maybe it'll happen again. Well, I mean, the governor of Florida has declared a state of emergency for the entire state, and I mean, Greg's right to talk about it being the strongest Atlantic hurricane at this point ever recorded in that region. The University of Miami's their classes are done for the week, basically. Both of these teams have a bye week 11, mm. so that's <laughs> an option. It's not a good option at all. I don't think either team would want to give up their bye and then play all of those games straight through, but, I mean, that it's there for them. It's convenient that they both sort of You'd have You'd have to go back to the 99 season, I think it is, when there were th- when there were an odd amount of teams, 31 teams when Cleveland came back, were a team at a week one bye. A week one bye is just a Very, I mean, it's not ridiculous thing to it even It would take about. something like this to create that. And, and uh, Dolphins coach Adam Gase had this to say, we're going to keep practicing and getting ready for the game until somebody tells us differently. I've never really been through anything like that about the possibility of a Category 5 hurricane. I don't know what to expect. So we will continue to track that as uh, the rest of the NFL world and country in general 
another hurricane in, in the news. All right, moving on. The Indianapolis Colts have made it official. Andrew Luck will not play in week one against the Rams. Uh, Indianapolis general manager Chris Ballard announced Monday uh, that the team's starting quarterback will not play in the game against the Rams. And there is, and this is the most important part, because I think a lot of us figured week one was going to be a long shot. There's still no timetable on Luck's return. Uh, and um, Rap Sheet reported on NFL Total Access on Monday uh, that it's too early to tell whether Luck will be on the field week two, week three, maybe even week four, Mark Sessler. So now we are staring at a situation where it is the worst-case scenario, potentially an extended absence for Andrew Luck. Yes, it is. And they have uh, Jacoby Percet, who they traded for, but basically the team said yesterday that this is not someone that we can start this week, no big surprise, and they view him more as a – long-term investment who they want to keep around for years and years, but it's going to be Scott Tolzien, and I don't care what you tell me, anyone who watched the Colts and their offense in this preseason, deep concerns on every level. The, probably the strongest part of their team right now is that they finally rejuvenated that running back room. They've got a, more more young running backs than they did in the past. Well, their, their general manager, Chris Ballard, spoke. What's your favorite type of frog? <laughs> and, you know, he's sometimes hard. Frog. He's sometimes a little hard to read. Like, what, what does he mean? I, I don't think it was too hard to read between the lines when he spoke on Monday, I believe it was, that Luck is not playing in week two, that I think in the best case scenario, it's three or four. He made it clear that once Andrew Luck starts practicing, that he'll need a few weeks of practice. So just do the math. He's not practicing now. I, if you're a Colts fan, I wouldn't expect to see him necessarily in September. You got the Rams, and after that, you have the Cardinals, Browns, Seahawks, and 49ers. It, it sounds like, too, it's a lot of something that's mental that's going on with him, too. I don't know if he's maybe physically ready and he's just not mentally there yet, just based on the different quotes that have come out, the game that's four inches between the ears and all, all the quotes that have been. I thought been, it was six inches. Maybe, well, that was a different, maybe on certain that was heads. A different uh, you know, team executive talked about the six inches between a player's ears. So, Is that you know. a a brain size subtweet. Luck has a pretty sizey brain, it, I it, think. It, he has a book club. Yeah. yeah, he reads books and he's he reads defense as well. <laughs> Just feels like he shortchanged him a couple inches at least. I would yeah. say. I would say. I would even like. I'd go. I wonder over, how many. I'd say it is. nine inches between the six ears. plus. He's got a big head. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so the Colts have a problem. with quarterback, <laughs> Scott Tolzien, is, you know, he looks like a mess, let's be honest. Um, so what do the Colts do? They make a trade, and they traded uh, a former first-round pick, uh, Philip Dorsett, to the Patriots for, oh, my God, slice me off a piece of that, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, the Patriots uh, dealt their third-string quarterback and a 2016 third-round pick to the Colts for Dorsett, who, of course, was a first-round pick under – uh, Ryan Grigson, Colleen Wolf, uh, which in real life means you're really like a sixth round pick, right? Sure. Yeah. No, that's, what are that's, we expecting out of this trade? That seems ultimately? about right. I mean, ultimately, it, it, it's tough to say because you're really looking at Jacoby Brissett and Scott Tolzien as like the, the starters there. And Philip Dorsett, I mean... He, we were waiting for him to sort of break out, and we haven't seen it yet. So it, it's tough. These, these are names we know. I mean, <laughs> Jake Brisket is a kind of a tougher name to pronounce sometimes. But these are just guys, even though they're famous, they're end-of-the-roster guys that weren't locks totally to have long-term futures with their team. I would be shocked, having watched Brissett, he's a pretty raw prospect that it, whether he would be starting for the Colts 
anytime soon. And Dorsett, they just – the Patriots made five trades over the weekend, which is outrageous. That's more than any team made all of last year by far. And all five were to shore up special teams. They just want Dorsett, I think, to return some punts, be a fourth or mm-hmm. fifth receiver. Uh, I don't know. I was out of pocket. I was in Texas over the weekend. I'm sure there were some hot takes that Bill Belichick made a great move here, getting a former first-round pick, blah, blah, blah. Does anybody – a little early sandwich prop here – if he goes under over 500 yards in that offense this year, uh, I will pay out sandwiches if anyone wants to take me on that. Or set? Yeah. No, I don't think he's going to have much. I'm not control. convinced so, he'll be on the roster at the end of the season. If there's any team it's going to happen with, it would be the Patriots. I mean, that's a terrible trade if he's not going to be on the roster. Yeah, that would be a bad trade. They gave up a third-round pick, too. I mean, typically what New England—they didn't give up a pick in that trade. I mean, no. Dorsett was a first-round pick. Oh, I read the copy and. I think if you're Brissett, though, you spend all off-season hearing that Jimmy G is going to get traded away, and suddenly you're shipped out of town. I mean, I think Colts, at least uh, the women in Indianapolis, have to be uh, happy about this trade. Why is that? They get a slice. Slice me off a piece. Yeah. Ooh, slice me off a piece of that Jake brisket. I will end up saying it on the air at some point in in a serious situation. (laughs) It's going to happen. Over under, Jake Brisket starts in Indianapolis. I'm going to set it at one and a half. This season or Yeah, this season. I'm sorry. My phone, Siri, just came up, and it said, uh, slice me off a piece of that Jake Brisket. I swear to God. I didn't even (laughs) touch it. It just all of a sudden lit up with it. So that's scary. Even the phone is bubbly. Maybe it's a sign. Yeah. Even the phone is bubbly. Mark, Mark, disinterested in your phone commentary. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at Brad Pitt I right now. I found it gripping. I don't think he'll start at all. Okay. By the way, this is our video show. I should have said that earlier. Uh, NFL.com slash ATN video. Uh, goes up 930 Eastern, 630 Pacific. Uh, so you could see Mark's disinterested gaze as Colleen was looking. At I her. was gripped by her information. I call it a glaze. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, my goodness. Brock Osweiler. It, was, it wasn't a month ago that the Browns were sending out uh, sizzle reels of check down passes from Brock. Uh, for those about to Brock, we salute you. Was the I mean, that always felt like a CIA operation, basically, <laughs> but sure. So the, what do the Browns do after giving him either every chance to win the starting job or every chance to showcase what ability he may or may not have? They jettison the quarterback that they gave up. Um, or they basically bought for $16 million and a second-round pick. Uh, And not long after that, the Denver Broncos come sniffing around, and they reunite with Brock Osweiler uh, on a one-year deal. And, uh, of course, the Broncos used – was it a first-round pick on Osweiler once upon a time? Second. Second Second-round pick in 2012. He he left the team with some acrimony because they – they did make the attempt. Elway made the attempt to bring him back, but there was some um, chatter, rap sheet reporting. I remember that he was miffed when Peyton Manning took the job back from him, and uh, he wanted a fresh start. Well, guess what? Two years later, he's back where he started. Here's what Elway had to say uh, about the decision to bring Brock Osweiler back in the building. When Brock made the decision, he thought he made the best decision they thought was best for him, and so. You know, it's just kind of funny how these things worked out and, and uh, with our situation and, and Brock being available that, uh, you know, it was, it, it, you know, it's, it's funny how everything aligned. And so, you know, we know that Brock can win football games with us. He's played a lot. Of, he's got a lot of experience. And so, uh, 
you know, that was that was one glaring hole we had at that point in time in my mind when, when, when Paxton hurt the shoulder. So we were able to get it fixed. Greg, your thoughts? The, tra- the signing makes trade. Everyone's making – I mean, the, the signing makes sense to me that they bring back Brock Osweiler. Lynch isn't available. They didn't like their backup situation. This is a guy Elway offered $16 million a year to – only 18 months ago. It's not like it's a different person. He's been in this offense with Mike McCoy before. He's just a backup, and they get him essentially for free. He's on the veteran's minimum salary that they have to pay him. So why not bring him back? I do. I did find one comment from Elway a little strange, though. He said, I'm sure he's going to need a little football rehab. We know that. We'll welcome him with open arms, and we'll give him some love. Whoa. Football rehab. He's a broken it. man right now. That's what Elway said. Another say. one of these these projects, you know, save me, save me, John Elway. And by the way, I don't have a problem with the the signing. They needed depth. Paxton Lynch is out for several weeks. Um, but I did see some hot takes peeking in. It was a few beers in over the weekend. I remember Texas these by the lake. Me. You know, peeking into Twitter, uh, seeing things along the lines of, Hmm, savvy stuff from John Elway here. <laughs> what a move, John. Are you kidding me? Are you uh, acting like this is some type of uh to borrow a markism, a coup d'etat? This is this is this is baloney. This well, guy was they wanted to give him like 17 million a year and then and then you go and potentially, let's be honest here with Paxton Lynch, he's got a bad shoulder now, but you might have botched that pick too. The way that's looking so far, you don't deserve any credit for now getting Brock Osweiler at the league minimum. It only worked out. You only have him because he stinks and this you didn't been, see it before. This has been on your radar he long stinks. before Elway re-signed Osweiler. You you have you have been more that Elway is overrated as a team builder. And I think you could look at a collection of draft picks at this point and say there's a lot of suspect draft picks. That's true of a lot of GMs. Let me though. say, I don't think he's overrated, but this idea that he is unassailable as a team leader. He was overpraised in this him. situation. Right. That's all. But you have to, one it's thing funny is, that the best quarterback was on their roster on that Super Bowl. Trevor Simeon was the number three Yeah, you're right. right. And during media week, he was <laughs> off by himself just sitting at a table alone. Like people didn't, he looked like a high school kid back then. The, all this thing about acrimony between Osweiler and, and Elway, though, Osweiler is best friends. He, that's the term he used with Elway's son. I don't know whatever happened back then, but there's no major negative feelings yeah. to get over here. That probably played into you bring people back into your business who you know, who you've worked with. Osweiler's previous time there was not glowing, but that, that I, played I, I It's not this. like it's a long-term thing or anything. As oh. soon as Paxton Lynch is back, he's going to be out. Do they keep three you quarterbacks all season? You never know. You never know. Maybe. I, I'm not ruling anything out. Like, if you told me that Brock Osweiler starts – by the end of the year for a team that's struggling, I don't think that would be the most shocking thing. It wouldn't shock me either if he, if he got cut, but you never know. The Jets just, just made Bryce Petty the number two quarterback in their building. A draft pick's high pedigree. Two years in, you can start to slide down that chart if you're not showing growth. We'll mm-hmm. see uh, how they handle it uh, once Lynch gets health, healthy. Finally, real quick in the news, uh, it was cut down day, final cut down day over the weekend. Uh, I want to bring one to light. Uh, Buffalo Bills backup running back Jonathan Williams, uh, who once upon a time was uh, Spice Rack, uh, who's, of course, Chris Wessling's desert consigliere, uh, was his gem secret uh, pick that he could get behind as a guy that was going to thrive in the NFL, was released in a surprise move by the Bills, and then he went unclaimed on waivers. Uh, we don't really need to dig on the, dig in on this, but I thought to, to you know just put a little bow on it, uh, reached out to Spice Rack, uh, who was uh, poolside 
at the marquee in Vegas and, and asked if he could just give me his thoughts on Jonathan Williams' uh, career downturn. I'm trying to rehab my back right now, Hansis. Who gives a shit about Jonathan Williams at a time like this? Well, that's how you get back on the show. <laughs> Rehabbing it, marquee too. Interesting. Uh, I did reach I because that's all you got from this guy. Yeah, I texted him back and said, "Hey, what's up with your back?" No response. So I, it's either, yeah. Look, when I, you went out to visit him in person, and and you have never no one's really ever owned him, well, no one's ever owned up to whatever happened out there. But happened. some sort of something chill did. came over the the interaction between you and him, and it's yeah. it's. That what we just heard is a product of that. I'm not even sure Dan knows what happened. No, I'm sure it was in the cloud of substances and spirits, you know. But it, but something negative happened. Did you ever see the film Very Bad Things? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Well, I'll leave it at that. It's a very okay. bad movie. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's a terrible movie. Uh, not my favorite film. Mm. I'm kind of with you on that, Greg. All right, that's what's happening in the news. Uh, time now for shoulders of greatness, as I said. What does that mean? I don't really know. But what we're gonna do is. Um, talk about rookies that will lead their teams in week one. And I, they're going to shoulder the load. They're going to put a lot. Mm-hmm. They're going to put their team on their shoulders and carry them in a great way. Hence, shoulders of greatness. All right. Thanks, Ray. Really connecting the dots there. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So I'm going to give you three rookie names uh, and, and each of you real quick. Let's, you know, uh, tell me which one of these rookies is most likely to have shoulders of greatness. <laughs> okay. Uh, here are your choices. Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Kaiser. And Minnesota Vikings. Oh, excuse me. And Jacksonville Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette. Hmm. I'm going Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't like Cleveland has to go. Cleveland has to play Pittsburgh. I think it's a very tough ask because a quarterback's going to do some things well, but he's going to probably – make a few key mistakes. As a rookie, Christian McCaffrey is going to go have three or four big highlight plays that get splashed on NFL.com and sent out a thousand times in a billion mm-hmm. tweets on Twitter. McCaffrey is going to come out looking good. Isn't I don't, it adorable, by the way, that Mark's pretending like he doesn't think Deshaun Geyser is going to No, I think Geyser, I'm glad he's starting, and I think he'll do some good things, but it, it, Pittsburgh in week one, I don't, it, you know. It's a tough matchup for it's him. not a good I matchup. don't trust Leonard Fournette right now either just because of that offensive line. And he has a tough matchup against – Houston's yeah. defense, so McCaffrey... I think McCaffrey's the way to go I, on this. I think he's the way to go. McCaffrey could touch the ball four times, look like a god, and everyone's happy. Well, I'm, that's a good question. Um, what do you guys think from McCaffrey's workload? Is this guy a 20-touch-a-game guy immediately, or are they going to ease him into the offense? Probably depends on who they're playing in the matchup, but I don't think he's... But week one, that's in, what we're talking eased about. In, not eased in at all. I think he's... He, 20 touch? Yeah, a huge workload. He's already showed in the preseason. I it worries Jonathan me, though, because Stewart, he's too. everybody is on the bandwagon with him now. So I, it just... Mm. Is there too much hype? No, none of us matter, though. I mean, that has no, literally <laughs> nothing true. to do with how he performs. So. Don't don't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think the fact that, wait a minute, too many, too many football analysts are excited about a player, maybe he won't perform well. It, that that could happen, but it's not linked to our, our hype. True. Uh, I believe that Christian McCaffrey also will have shoulders that are oh. very great. This was a compelling discussion. But Deshaun Kaiser, I think Kaiser could be fun. Hey, be I'm fun. just saying Kaiser also is probably going to throw a killer interception. He's going to yeah. What do you? He's make if, he, if he ever beat the Steelers in Week One, you can't ask anyone to do anything more. We were we were texting about this. I was watching his his last game and. Uh, He's going to have like one of those kind of fun 
uh, frustrating years, I think. If he stays on the field and stays healthy, which is not easy to do, I could see him leading the league in, in interceptions, but having a couple nice quarterback, fourth quarter comeback wins yeah. and I mean, making mm-hmm. big plays. I could see that type of season. I mean, he's already recorded one big victory this season. He's won Mark Sessler's heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, early in late July, I, I've emotionally disconnected from my team. I don't care yeah. about the Browns anymore. You know, that lasted until watching a little Deshaun Kaiser a couple of series, and then he's off. Well, you're right, because it was the prospect <laughs> was Brock Osweiler in week one. I think Kaiser's much easier to get behind. Much I don't excited. think he's got a lot around him, though. It's not it's not an easy team to run as a quarterback. I like his chemistry with uh, Corey Coleman there, though. Mark's excited. They connected a lot in the preseason. You, Look, Mark, I, I saw another I, tweet. Let's, let's not overhype Mark's I saw, excitement. Uh-oh. I saw another tweet. Uh, the, the Browns picked up someone else's cast off. And you got a wide receiver, and you got very excited about that. Mason You're in. He, he You're in. No cast off. He looks. Am I sorry? <laughs> oh, You're yeah. in, baby. Mason Williams. I mean, I, I don't understand why Seattle Carter-esque. let him go. That's Seahawks, my question. Yeah, Seahawks fans were convinced he was going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, he did spend two years on their practice squad, and then they decided not to keep. Him. I don't know what. Well, he's learning. Are. He how, great. He he's learning great. how to practice and play like a pro on that practice squad. Now here he is in Cleveland. All right, I'm changing my opinion. Deshaun Kaiser. Has great shoulders. That was Shoulders of Greatness presented by Head and Shoulders. All right, now it's time, folks. No, cut all the malarkey. It's time to, to get into it. A very special episode of the Around the NFL podcast. Because it's go get my lunch, you turd. <laughs> I don't know if the music it's, matches. It's, so, it's yeah. getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> it is what I want it to be. <laughs> Classy. Yeah. All right. So this is how it works. If maybe, you it's are, like, maybe it's more like, mommy, I've got a drug problem type of <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Yeah. Here, all right. Here, here are the rules of go get my lunch. If you're <laughs> I'm new on the board. Nice. To the show. Hang on. Let's hold off on that a second. If you're new to the show, um, we go around the room and we're making it's predictions, basically, uh, of the season. Uh, and we're each going to go three times. And it's very it's very special. Uh, the reason it's a very special edition is Chris Wessling will be involved. Um, Wes uh, w- reached out to him yesterday, and he, he sent in predictions of his own. He also got cop- copy from us um, of what our predictions will be, and he that way he can fully involve himself in making some sandwiches because how it works is we each make predictions, and then everyone in the room gets the opportunity to jump in and say, you're wrong, you're wrong, you piece of garbage. I'm taking you on, and there's a sandwich on the line, and we're talking a high-octane sandwich. So when you don't agree, yes. you take – Yes, I take I can't – yeah. this is a little difficult for me to understand. Yeah. Colin's had some rules Years. issues with yeah. this. I, this <laughs> if you agree, there's no sandwich yeah. on the line. Right. But if you disagree, you're saying, go get my lunch. All right, go got, it. My got it. Got it, got it, got it. Conflict. Once we start talking about sandwiches, that's all I want to talk about and think about. So it's fine. Put it this way. We can put this on a T-shirt. Put your sandwich where your mouth is. There you go. Got it. Unless you're that's, Mark, who doesn't. That soundbite is disgusting. That is. Uh, it's it's a, so I, gross. And nobody better tweet at me. Because if you tweet at me about that, let me hear it again, Erica. No. Come here. You come at me one more time. And I'm coming at you with a <laughs> banana. It's, I, I don't want to listen to that again. all right all right now let's check out the standings all-time standings where are we at as a group Uh, and again if you're watching on uh, our video show you could be looking at this uh, but I will also tell you in an audio sense 
all time. Is that is that correct? Is the percentage put Greg ahead of Dan? Maybe, but Greg one oh seven and eighty five. The bottom of the board. I mean, look at Dan, Colleen. Is she, she has Dan, a winning you would, record? You winning would, record. You are being robbed by this what, board. You would. What be is in going first. on behind the glass? It's How are you okay, putting me second? Okay. Uh, either way, Dan and I are si- way ahead of okay. the field. Greg, let's, 107 let's and 85, a nice second. And by play. the way, you have a Darrell Revis will play in 2017 <laughs> sitting out there. So that could that could flip Ooh. it back to me. Because uh, that's the board not looking again? too good. Remember it. that whole Revis? Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Wait a second. It's week one. We're excited. It's not over yet. It's by the end of the season, right? It's not over yet. Anyway, Greg and Dan both doing very well. 20 games over plus. Third person there, huh? Wes, Wes, 86 and 90. Mark, 74 and 84. If, if you notice, Mark has a lot, much fewer picks. <laughs> He's dodged a several of these shows, probably strategically over the years. Well, actually, that dates back to my early, <laughs> my early involvement where I never took up anyone. <laughs> oh, right. If you look at that. my record over the last four or five times the percentage. You're getting back on track. Well, I also, I do it to enjoy it and to put stuff out there that I find enjoyable versus playing it safe to have the highest percentage. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, which, which explains your Pat McAfee will come at me, baby. Come at me, baby. That one's come at me out there. We got to, we got to make these. (laughs) Come at me, Greg. Don't go on. Keep going. Keep going, Greg. (laughs) All right. I like it. See, we're ready. The the heat is turned up. Who likes a sandwich is hot. Cause that's what's happening right now. All right, Connie. Oh, man. You're eight and seven all time, by the way. Winning record. This is your second. Impressive. You haven't done a full round of sandwich props with us since the 2016 draft, so we're happy to have wow. you here. And um, LC, Erica Temposi, um, if you could be Wes's stand-in, uh, you if, got it. If you if you would, we appreciate that. Very That's exciting. Good. Here we go. Let's get it going right now. Colleen, uh, why don't you uh, start us off with your prop? Okay. Andrew Luck starts fewer games than Mike Glennon. So, obviously, we talk, we covered Andrew Luck already. He's not going to be playing in the opener. He hasn't practiced yet. There's no timetable for him to return. You have Scott Tolzien. I mean, look, he hasn't been on the field since the last week of last season. And then in Chicago, it doesn't seem like they want to rush Mitchell Trubisky. Mm. They still have Mark Sanchez on the roster there in case they – so they don't throw Trubisky in before he's ready. They have a plan. They don't want to rush him. I think Andrew Luck starts fewer games. That so, there is we go. a compelling it's a good one. way to start. I mean, it, it gets you thinking. Right. In multiple levels. Really got to get inside the, well, the old brain there. It's good. It's a good one. You did very well here, Colleen. Oh, th- thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, I, Andrew Luck's four-inch brain couldn't handle a question like this. <laughs> How do we know – I got to factor in – a couple things here. Okay. Four-inch four brain. I'm talking he's got nine <laughs> inches of brain. What? Uh, Andrew Luck will start fewer games than Mike Leonard. I don't know. Um, I feel like he's going to miss half the year. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a little less. Let's say he plays and he stays healthy, no guarantee. I'm going to put him around 10 games personally. Glennon has to stay healthy. He's never been a starter for a full season. Uh, he's got Trubisky. They could start off really bad. I think Luck will start. He might even start double the games of Mike Lennon. Wow. Uh, Whoa. So I will take you up on that sandwich. Okay. Yeah. You're on. I, I will take right. you up too because I, I I do agree that they want Glennon to start. They they like the idea of keeping Trubisky, you know, behind the scenes until next season. But what happens when you're one and five or you're one and John six? Fox. I, I mean, even if John Fox may not even be making that decision by the end of the season, you never know. So I'm going to take you up as well. Greg. And why not? Big decision, Greg. Do you want me to throw to Erica is, via Wes? Ooh. Yeah, let's hear it. All right, Erica. Wes via Erica. Wes challenges you. 
That's a Ooh. challenge. He believes the same as Mark and I. I'm gonna, I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna go across the board. I'm All right. Wow. But I think that's that a was, lot of sandwiches. That was a great one because I think you reeled us in on one you got a real chance at. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's what you want because usually, well, usually you lose. If you look at historically, the way to win this game, if you make three to five, you have to hit on. Basically, one where you reel people in and then just clean up on everybody else. So I'm saying, I think she's right. a real chance. If that she hits this, this one, one, she's going to win for yep. the week, for the season, okay. possibly. All right, Mark, you're up next. All right, this will be the final NFL season for Ben Roethlisberger. You know, you, he's done after I, this season. I, so, wait, we need to put a timeline on this, though. So, like, are we. When wait? the season ends, his career ends. Okay, timeline. So he retires it. He retired. He retired. I'm saying, like, so he can't return next June. What if it's just up in the air? Then this like thing never gets settled. Well, career. no, we've had things like this before. If I were to win this and you pay out the sandwiches, and if he comes back, I will pay you double sandwiches. You're saying he retires at the end he of retires. the year. He retires. It is over I for Big Ben I think that's actually going to happen. That's the Trent Richardson corollary that you bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what so- if he does this offseason, he does it again, where he just says, I don't know. Well, then right, we have Greg, to wait. We, that's a bridge. We, we we can deal with all that down the road. But <laughs> essentially, you got to set these up. It is a clear no, retirement. I, 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 I understand what he's saying. This is on the level because okay. if he comes back, I'm not going to okay. say because he announces retirement, he comes back that he's that this? he's still retired. He's not retired. That, if, 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 if this is make, giving you pause, Greg, you could hold off on sandwiches for like a year and a half, two years if you want. Uh, but you just have to eventually pay it off. I with <laughs> interest I, exactly. I will interest? take you on this. Okay, no interest. I'll take no you on this. I'll take you on this. I think that uh, despite everything he says, he loves the game. He gets paid a lot of money to do it, and he's going to play until the Steelers kick him out. Despite all this, I think he's going to retire. I'll, I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll take yeah. you up on this. My my only concern was the were these sandwich props that we have apparently from like nine months ago, which are still sitting out there. And yeah. what kind of game do you have if you just never if it never ends? Because right. what I kind of think will happen is he'll do exactly what he did this year, which is he'll drag it out until May or June, and you won't really. I would say in know. that case that I would pay you sandwiches mm. if he doesn't make it clear that he's retiring yeah. by no, no. you know February, March, and then if if he does, you can pay me back. You have to play this game with dignity. And if you if you have a tough round, yeah, you gotta pay out the sandwiches. That's that's the absolutely. way this works. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I I like this though because this is something to root for. You might as well pick things you want to root for. Oh, I always do. Uh, I always pick. What things do you think? Hashtag <laughs> gradual decline was all about. That's the best thing to do. Uh, what was? Where's West come down on this? He uh, challenges. Okay. Oh. Okay. There you go. And by the way, everybody should remember uh, one onion hanger. We're each going three times. You better have one onion hanger. I hope maybe uh, you try these onions. You'll like them. They're real sweet onions. That means one where you're really hanging them out there. Interesting. I feel like all mine are uh, yeah, showing a little onion. Humble brag. I guess which, it's all subjective. I'm just saying I don't know which one. They're... All right, Greg, let's hear one of them. You're up. All right. Um, Chris isn't here, but I know this this one will reach his heart. Adrian Peterson? No. <laughs> I believe uh, West of us, it's coming back as a holiday. The Cincinnati Bengals will be playing on the first weekend of the year. And so allowing Christopher Wesseling to celebrate the ancient tradition of West of us, which is watching the Cincinnati Bengals uh, lose right, so in his mind on that first playoff weekend. We're down to two chances for Greg to have an onion hanger. Basically, <laughs> Bengals are a good team. They have a chance to make. Yeah, that's, maybe that's not an onion. West uh, is I, I think they're going to be playing West of us as well, so I will not take mm. you on that. 
Oof, I now remember if they get a bye in the playoffs, they're not playing on West of us. Well, that okay. That's odd. That's that asking odd, a lot. But that's that, asking a lot. Could happen. Just pointing that out. It's a good note, though. Good to what, note. Oh, that. so if you get a bye, just the first Cincinnati playoff game is not West of us. It has to be wild. West card of us has to be it's wild that first, card weekend. Yes, it's almost that first game usually. It usually often, is, but, but not technically, always. not always. If they played yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that would yeah. count. I'm gonna challenge you on it. I don't think I don't think it's coming back. I don't think that they'll be in the playoffs. I'm worried about their offensive line. They lost two guys, and I think that's a big deal. Nobody's really talking about it. I'll take you up because why not? <laughs> I really I'm gonna let's guess what Wes is gonna go with. I think Wes wants it to happen so bad. Uh, I don't think he loves Cincinnati's team. I know he has major issues with the line and Andy Dalton, or maybe more of the line than Andy Dalton. I'm gonna say uh, though he wants West of us back enough that he's gonna go with it. Or not take the sandwich, basically. Be good for You are correct. Yeah. So he believes Cincinnati's going back to the postseason. He does. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. There we go. So you reeled one sandwich wager in there, Greg. Up next is Erica Tamposi in for Two Chris Sandwich. Two. 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 Me and Mark. and Mark. Oh, Mark as well. Okay, good. I was like, I really don't get this game. Let's count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whichever one of us you were not counting as a person, <laughs> let's start to count that person as a person. And by the way, I did say to Mark today, Mark's – has his finger issue. I will not be making any jokes about Mark's finger until we know that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, it's very worried. It's very into a bit of a concerning place, but yeah. we'll see later today. I said moratorium on finger bits until we know Mark right. will have ten yeah. figures. Thank God. On the on the plus side, I mean JPP had his best season <laughs> after everything that happened. Right. Got a huge long term right. contract. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well. Wait. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't know how that translates to I'm anything that I'm involved in, but. I, my the subtext here is if he happens to lose the finger, like yeah. I don't see that. Tr- I don't see right. that triggering a huge long-term we contract. A, for yeah, me. we have a precedent of it actually working out well for the person. Let me go real quick. Over under Mark fingers nine and a half this time next year. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna take the under. How about push? <laughs> All right, good push. I'll, I'll take you up on that. Oh wait, that's not how this works. Uh, <laughs> over. Okay, here we go. It's Chris Wessling's first wager. Here we go. All right. Wes says that the Baltimore Ravens are a playoff team. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, to the point. I'll take I'll take Wes up on that. Uh, I like to stay consistent across of all of our predictions. They were the not, NFL media umbrella. Yeah, they were yeah. not. I think they were like an eight-win team. I'm with you. I think they have major problems offensively, quarterback concerns. As much as I love me some Justin Tucker. Uh, I believe there are eight or nine win ceiling, and I think there are better teams that will take that playoff spot. I'm with you. I see about nine and seven. Uh, there'll be other teams that could knock them out of the playoffs in that situation. I will take Wes up on this. Point. I'll challenge. I'll challenge just to, Smart. Just, just to challenge here. I, yeah. I, I think the defense has really been good this preseason, and uh, I, I kind of like that they brought in Greg Roman, so maybe they can run the ball a little bit more. Marty Morningweg doesn't really like to run the ball, so uh-huh. that's Wait, sort so of... you think they are making the playoffs? Yes. Because then you're not. Oh, I'm oh. not. You really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hey, yeah. I don't fine. like the word. It's challenging. gonna be fine. Just, <laughs> I get. <laughs> I get confused by this game. Sometimes, don't worry. Just, and you're newer right. to it. I got yeah. you. I'm with you. Don't okay. worry. It is great that four people on the planet have been allowed to play this game, and at least half the room does not really know how the, the game. Go get my lunch. Um, all right. So there you go. So Wes has how many? How many challengers there? Zero. Two. At three. I think. Oh, three. whatever. Yeah. Col- Never, I'm just gonna. I'm <laughs> just gonna keep my mouth bit, shut. Right <laughs> <laughs> Colleen's next. This happened the last time I did it too. <laughs> Colleen's next prop is gonna be about Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, here we go. My turn. Um, I'm bullish about the Steelers. I listened to the the Friday Fantasy Extravaganza Part Two, and I heard all Sorry about, about that. Fabiano talking about the splits of Ben Roethlisberger, and sure. He's better at home. A lot of guys are better at home. I still think their offense is going to be great this year. Last year, I erroneously erroneously predicted um, 530 points for the Steelers offense. I'm going to stay away from that because there's too many things to go a whole season with point total, but I'll zero in on two of their playmakers in Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant versus, get ready, Greg, the field in duo receiving yards. And I'll give you any combination you want. Two wide receivers, a wide receiver and a tight end, uh, anything you want. Two running wide backs. Wide receiver and a running back. Two yeah. fullbacks. Okay. Okay. How two about two wide backs. receivers on different teams? No. Can't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you from the same uh, team, but it's important that you ask. Well, you know, you know what I love even more than the New England Patriots? I love the field. I'm always taking the field. You're a field guy, big I'm, time. Give, I'm with give you. me the field. I'm, with I'm you. taking the field. Yeah. Okay. Real it's a good one, but I'll take the field. What is Westcott? I mean, I'm just imagining, you know, Julio Jones and Austin Hooper, maybe. Devontae Adams. Yeah, you know, Jordy Nelson. Gallivanting around in a field or A.J. Green and I don't know. Wes right. is Ross. not. See, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Wes is not challenging. Anything. Interesting. I with like Dan it. on that. I like when I'm with Wes on things because I feel more. Can make you feel good. Or I could be totally reading it backwards, too. So there's that. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> that very important be. that you have this right. What does it say, Erica? <laughs> well, it says, I will challenge on all of Dan's except this one. Well, now you're oh, giving that, away stuff. Yeah, but you that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, he, he is not. Well, you've you cleared up, up okay. this one, so she, he is not challenging you. Okay. That's I think. clear. Yeah, no, you're right, though. Yeah. You're right. Okay, it's here we go. It's a good question. Who, who would beat him, though? There, there isn't, like, a logical. That's what I'm saying. I know. I, I got gotcha. you. There's not a logical one that you put Here's right one. in. Who would beat the duo? Yeah. yeah. Well, what about Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson? Okay, that's one. Okay, you know, Gronk and, and Brandon Cooks, I guess. You know, I was going to say Gronk if he stays healthy and whoever the lead. It would have been Edelman, I thought. But. Bryant gets knocked out for six weeks with a you know a high. Right, that's straight. what you got to worry about. Yeah. All right. Uh, next round. Good round. Good first round. Mark, get us going. Round two. All right. Tom Brady will start no more than fourteen regular season games. What? You know, you're always wow little injury. You know, it doesn't have to be injuries. Doesn't but have you're to be at all. Greg. A little sprinkling of like, ooh, it'd be fun if some players got. So hurt. he'll miss time this no. year. No, he'll miss games. At least two. I'm gonna go off history. He's never, other than the ACL blowout, he's never missed a game to injury. Uh, I'll just go with history, which is instructive. Unless somehow they are so good and they beat every team and they end up just resting Tom Brady. They, they, never, they never rest games. for two weeks. Especially after losing to the Giants to go 18-1, and one, if they have a chance to do it again. Yeah. I made it 14 that's... so it wouldn't be some stupid thing where he's sitting out week 17. Right. Well, and he's that's literally never happened. Even in the cases where they have rested him, mm-hmm. he plays like he a, starts. He plays right. a series. Because right. you know? I said starts, not yeah. he, has, he has to start. So, yeah, I'm definitely taking you up on this. I'm I fi- taking it too. I, I find this I find this compelling after Mark uh, famously uh, had an accident while preparing a Tom Brady meal that he suddenly isn't as convinced in Uh-oh. the health Revenge. of Tom Brady. I don't hold that against him. I am, an, I am a, a C-minus chef. So, you know, I don't even know how to actually properly cut a sweet potato. That's not on Tom Brady. <laughs> That's a borderline onion hanger. Ba- That's given. an onion yeah. hanger. Yeah. All I do is bring those. That's an onion hanger. Right Today I'm going to show you a little bit about growing huge onions. That's why I'm like in fifth place, because I continually drop heat seekers. <laughs> I know Wes, even though there's the kissing cousins dynamic, I feel like Wes will definitely take you up on that one due to his Tom Brady crush. He's going to challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. You'd Next be crazy up. not to. Next up, uh, Colleen. Okay. Uh, the let's do the Titans will play in January. Well, well doesn't the regular 17. season ends in January? No, it's uh, their last game is December 31st. Okay, good. Nice. All right. Now, I looked nice. that up. All right, yeah. so the Titans make the playoffs. Right. They break the eight-year playoff drought. They win the division. They I love their offensive line. Their running game's good. They have a good front seven. They made upgrades to their secondary. They their brought in some. Right? They're the favorites in that division. I think so. Co-favorites. You know, Texans, but they're kind of the trendy media pick, including in this room. And this is a tough one for me because I – I kind of think there's a less than 50-50 chance. Really? But yet I did. Pick, I do think they're the favorites. So I'm not going to take you up. I don't like that inconsistency. I want to okay. root for them, too. I like this team. I actually picked them to win a playoff game, so this is one I will not challenge on. I think I picked the Texans in there to win that division, and they're not going to win a wild card, I think. Ooh. You know what? Show it to me, Marcus, over 17 weeks. Do and it. And all you guys are, oh, you're not saying Titans anymore. How about the Jets? More like the Jets. Funny tweets, guys. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, show it to me. You know, win 10 games. You know, go go get in the postseason. I'll take you up. on. All that. right. Let's go, Houston. Oh, yeah. I support Houston. Where do you guys come down? Wow. Little Houston pop. You're going to come against it? And I will. Yeah. No, you, you're you saying, put yourself in a place that no one critiques. You're supporting you. them as a city? Yes. I think we all support We stand yes. by Houston. You guys are all like, ooh, Nashville is this, you know, whatever. Uh, stand with Houston is where the old Zeuser comes down. Okay. What we made think? those picks before anything happened with the hurricane. I just want to let, let everyone know. And shout out, you know, shout out to J.J. Watt. You know, we give, give him some heat on this podcast from time to time. He's done a nice little job with this. Not thing. in this scenario, we don't. No, it's incredible. He's what done is a it very over nice 20 job. million now? He's done a very nice job. It just keeps going up and up. Um, all right. 20 million on Tuesday. He's raised over $20 million. Wow. That's doing something with your platform, people. Colleen, take note. Now that you have 14 <laughs> now, shows yes, on now, now I right. can. <laughs> yes. What are you going to do to improve Philadelphia? Everybody will follow me just like they follow J.J. Watt. It's totally the same. <laughs> All right, Greg, you're up. <laughs> well, oh, wait. What about Wes? Oh, we got Wes on this one? Uh, no, Wes is with you. He's with? The Titans. <laughs> With the Titans. I mean, he's been he's been on the Titans train mean? for a long time. That got me too. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, he believes the Titans will go to the playoffs. All right, you're up, Greg. This is the hardest decision is we have more prepared than I think we're going to use. I want to use them all. I like them all. Greg, got to be your Greg also asking before the show to keep it to sixty minutes. So <laughs> we do a speed round at the end. Why not? Uh, I think this one will interest you guys more, so I'm going to go with with that. Good. The New England Patriots (laughs) will finish with a worse record than they finished with last season. Hmm. What were they, 15 and 1 last year? No. No, they were 14 and 2. Right? They were 14 and 2, so they would have to lose three games. Playoffs does not count. I'm not trying to. Now I got to pull out their schedule. With some sort of winning percentage. That's why you have to be very careful here because. If they went 11 and five last year or something, then it'd be like, hmm. Yep. There's some intrigue here, but 12 or 13 wins is still gonna win that division. And probably get a buy too. But people are saying, you know, this is a potential 60. No, they're. You've said all offseason they're better. Cancel the Patriots. You know, they've been 14 and two the last two seasons in a row, not just one. I think they could be I'm a better team and be, be 13 worse. and three. They could be a better team and have three three losses. Well, they're. Right off the bat, I said this with the Dolphins, and it's even more so um, a fact with the Patriots. 
you give them four wins right off the bat with the Jets and Bills twice. Mm-hmm. They're basically farm teams in their own division. That's true. So that are other years too, but yeah. But well, more more than ever now. I mean, there's a difference between this season and other seasons with that division. There's and then a, they have the NFC and, South. You know, Jay Cutler's also in the division. They, I, it would be shocking if they lost more than one game in that division. And it's a very good chance they'll go undefeated. Um, I think they, I think they're staring at. 14, 15, and potentially 16 wins. So I will not take you on this. I'll, I'll say that they that they lose three games. I mean, it's... Yeah, you, you would be taking me. You on. are taking them. You're not then. <laughs> they'll finish with the worst record. Uh, no, they won't. I don't think they'll finish. They'll have 14, So, so you say, wins. go get my lunch. Go get my lunch, you turd. <laughs> so don't go get my lunch. Yeah. If, if you Don't give me <laughs> a sandwich believe, on that one. <laughs> if you believe that it's going to be 14 wins or greater, then you would... Then you would uh, take me up on this. Yeah. I'm saying they right. will get worse. Their schedule, worst record. Their schedule is a rugged one. Hey. I, yeah. Listen, Texans. I'm not even saying that's a big deal. You have the Panthers, the Bucks, the Falcons, the Chargers. At one point, you have the Falcons, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, Dolphins, all in a row. I say they go about 12 and four. Whoa. <laughs> oh. 12 wins. That's it. Win the division. Easy. They're really losing a staff. I don't know. To win the division what they're by three do. games. I was going to say, how many games are the Patriots going to win this division by? Three. They could win by seven games, potentially. <laughs> yeah, depending on what happens with the Dolphins. I wonder what the record is. Who came in second when the, they went 16-0? and 0? Do you remember? I can find out really quickly for you. Yeah. I'm just curious. That's probably is the record. <laughs> oh, my God. Or maybe not. Actually, the 15-1 and one Panthers in the NFC South a couple of years ago, that could have – it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> what about Wes? Really uh, he's going to challenge. He's going to challenge on that. So Dan did. I'm a little confused. Dan and Wes took me up on that. Is that I, – I think they will have a same or better record than, than yeah, last year. Yeah, so you're year. taking me up on it. You disagree with me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm it sorry. is a little confusing. See? All right. Not know. the only one ever. I told you. I they told won that you. division by nine games. Yeah, that's saucy. That's got to be a record. <laughs> wow. Uh, Erica, uh, four Wait, did, what, did Mark take me up on that or not? I'm confused. I believe they will go 12 and four. Okay. So whatever that means, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's <laughs> contagious. I brought this so in. So you're with. I right. now no longer understand how the game <laughs> operates. Erica, uh, four West. All right. This is a bit of, a, of an onion. If you want big onions, you got to get on, big onion plant. Um, And uh, he says that the Los Angeles Rams finish with a winning record for the first time since 2003. Hello. The Rams going from 4 and 12 to at least, barring a tie, uh, 9 and 7. Wow. I'll take him up on that. I will too. That's a good one. I I mean, what? Okay. This is where I would love to hear from Wes on this. Let's, Let's try to put the logic together. Better coaching staff. He obviously believes Jared Goff will be better, and the not a bad uh, schedule. The schedule, I think, is is a factor. We the talked defenses, about that. though, in their division. It's a tough division um, outside of the 49ers. right? But you get to play see about the, the AFC South out of the division, uh, and I believe you know inside the NFC, it's not too tough. I mean, gets the bad. South, AFC South. I, that's definitely West putting that I, into the picture. For I love that West, though. What I would have. Like if you had told us a year ago that Wes would ever have a wildly optimistic 
bet on right? the Rams of all teams. The well, they removed they removed a critical element the to the Rams. The times are changing. I'm with. I'm excited about this Rams team just to watch them. I don't know. I don't share Wes's total optimism, but I'm rooting for them to win nine games. I will take them up out of. I the principal because I feel like they're seven or eight. Wins I'm going to challenge like him. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to have a winning season. There you go. Uh, the old Zeusers turn. Uh, this guy has been a favorite of mine. I'm happy that he's starting to make a difference in the league. I've always rooted for him for whatever reason. J- Jadavian Clowney. This is the year he breaks through and becomes statistically a, a, a stud. Twelve plus sacks for Jadavian Clowney for the Houston Texans this season. I agree with you. I actually think, I mean, after last season, I think it, the momentum is just building and building, and I think this season for sure. I think, and the, yeah, the the Watt angle of it and how Watt will command double teams mm-hmm. and all that, which was not even the case last year, obviously, and Clowney had his best season. I think this is the year it can all come together for for Clowney if he stays on the I like the scenario. I'm taking you up just on the concept that something will go wrong. Oh, or he gets 11 and a half sacks. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. something went right there, I guess. Yeah. And he's not, he's not had a history of, of sacks. He has 10 sacks in his career looking at it so far. I feel like he's in the regular a breakout season. season coming. It just feels like it. He, he's a guy who I think has a lot of value without getting sacks in terms of his run defense and just like busting up the play. I guess I'll, I hate picking things that I'm rooting against, but I'm going to take you up on it. Because I, lo- I love Jadavian Clowney. He was our, you know, you make fun of making the leap. We had him number one last year. Not that we were out on the limb there. But at least he had a nice making the leap season. It's true. All right. What about Wes? Oh, he took me. He's taking me on that. Yeah, he's with you. Okay. No, he's going against me. <laughs> no, he's not. Wait, what? <laughs> he's not challenging you. He's not challenging me. Whatever, now, whatever that means. Now well, his, his previous comment uh, <laughs> oh, no. flies in the face we of can, that. We can examine this off, yes. yeah. off mic. Well, let's just hear the language one more time, what Wes wrote. Um, I Okay. I will take the challenge on Jets and Lynch, but not the other two. Okay. So. Okay. Well, according to that latest oh. comment, that is, that, is, that is accurate. Okay. Now, before we get into the last round real quick, because – Connie, we're running out of time with Connie. She's very uh, important now. She is on literally 14 shows. On not literally. So let's – how many? Four? Three. Yeah. Three different television shows, all different shows. All different shows. You taped count in, our show? No, right? Taped in different locales. Th- well, I mean – You don't count it, do you? No. This so four shows. Oh, see, too late. Four shows. That was a test. I wanted to see <laughs> – My God, I failed. <laughs> let's do – we always do a group sandwich prop. Okay. And, and the group sandwich prop, and then we're going to go right to Colleen for her last prop, and then she can get out of here. Uh, but the MVP of the National Football League in 2017, uh, let's go with uh, Erica for Wes first. Uh, he said Tom Brady. Tom wow. Brady out on a limb. Chris Wesley, Colleen Fox. I Colleen Fox, I like that version. Uh, I also went with Tom Brady because ah. I I would like to win a sandwich. I don't know if that's the right strategy or not, but onion hangers all over the place. Mark Sessler, like right? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. That ties oh. in your Super Bowl pick, Mark. I know what you're doing, and I like it. I like how you're staying in in your own structure this year. It's for good. The first time. Still got Chargers Giants for the Super Bowl. I'm sticking with that until the very end. Like it. Uh, how Until about January Greg? I went with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, always a good pick, a safe pick, uh, but not too safe. I like it, Greg. Mm-hmm. I Pretty think it's safe. about as safe Pretty as safe. it gets. <laughs> I would say it's the Tom number. Brady's the safest to pick. Pretty yeah. safe. 
Uh, I will go with Russell Wilson. All quarterbacks. Like that. Uh, which is not a bad yeah. strategy in general with the MVP. Russell Wilson, who, of course, uh, is healthy and he has a lot of weapons, and I just feel really good about the Seahawks and offense. I think he puts it all together. All right, last round. Here we go. Colleen, uh, close it out. Okay. Starting with you. Um, oh, off of Philip Rivers' talk, Keenan Allen leads the league in catches. He was a target machine when he was healthy in 2015. He was Philip Rivers' favorite target. Sorry, Antonio Gates. Uh, defenses have to worry Antonio about. Antonio Gates listening to this. I know. Running <laughs> but I was a fan. But I mean, when they have now that Melvin Gordon is productive defenses are going to have to worry about him and that wasn't the case when Keenan Allen was good in 2015 that was Melvin Gordon's down season his rookie year so you look at what he was on pace to do I think 142 catches that season that would have broke the single season receiving uh record that Marvin Harrison had yep. comeback player of the year well that's yeah that's another one I think it's it's fair because he's <laughs> unlike anyone else in the league, especially Julian Edelman now out of the picture. He has the potential to have the twelve to like thirteen catch week at right. any time. He's done it, and he and he's done it and proved it. What he can't do is stay on the field. So for that reason alone, I'm taking the field Ooh. because the guy can't stay healthy, and until he can, I'm, I'm not going to get behind him. Okay, I hope for the best for him. I want him to stay on the field. I I I would love to this to happen, but you got to take the field. I mean, Keenan Allen's a pretty big underdog to lead the league in receptions. Uh-huh. If you get this This right, is my onion hanger. Yeah, you, you, it would be incredible. I maybe uh, you try these onions, you'll like them. They're real sweet onions. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how to get in and out of this game without playing the field on that. I think he could have a great season, but again, yeah. life, too many variables. What about Wes? Uh, he's going to challenge. That's a challenge. All right. Uh, so great. Lot, you got a lot of hanging onion, Colleen, as always. Okay. Good, I think. That's what you're known for. <laughs> um, I'm being told you have to go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta we'll get out of you, here. We have the remaining ones we have. We'll we'll plug you in on, and you can do offsite. And we'll okay. Nick Fortier, by the way, go get my lunch.org. Nick Fortier or Fortier uh, has been tracking this for years now, and you could see uh, updated standings. At some point, he's going to lose interest. Soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> He gets the game, though. Better no, he than does. The, the people that are actually involved with the game. He'll, what? Uh, what, what'll happen? He'll, like, go to college. I think at some point I'll say, listen, you know, I, other things are happening in my life. My, I've become busy. I've stopped tracking this, yeah. this league-mandated like you guys, podcast. You guys peaked a couple seasons ago. I'm going to move on. I'm not sure they'll come though. out in that words, but, yeah. It's like when he hears on the podcast, he's like, oh, f- it, they're doing it again. Like, oh. i got to update this. <laughs> There's Rewind. person listen, involved. Listen, I like that yeah. you assume he's, like, 16 years old. Do we know anything about Nick's He could be 56. Nick, give us a detailed think, bio. Yeah, I think at one point it could be an empty nester. You should have Nick on. Guy, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, I'm Colin, done. I'm out of here. Go. I gotta go. <laughs> one of your three shows, and right. this is not one of them. No, this. What do you mean? This is in its own category. <laughs> come on. We used oh, come on. off. She goes. Off she goes. Now we can speak about her honestly. <laughs> Can't believe she couldn't figure out the game. <laughs> it was disturbing. It's it is and it was disturbing. It is a little confusing. It's very confusing. I'll admit. All right, here we go. Uh moving on Greg. Uh go ahead. Well, I'm I'm really thrown for a loop here. <laughs> My onion hanger was going to be Philip Rivers gets an MVP vote, but now it seems repetitive cuz you just picked him to win the MVP and that. So let's just throw that out. Let's throw that out. Well, or you could stick with it. it. Nah. It, then it's like two people had the exact had had a very similar thing. Let's go with another option, which I do think is is a pretty low in terms of onion hanging. Yes, Dalvin Cook leads all 
rookie running backs in yards from scrimmage. Mm, I'll take you beats on that. Beats Leonard Fournette, beats Christian McCaffrey, beats Joe Mixon, beats anyone else that comes up on the field. It's all Dalvin Cook time. I'm Team Christian. I think he's going to have an immediate breakthrough uh, and be a, be a star in this league in year one. So I am going to take you up on that. Cook is really set up very well to do this because there's just not that much else happening in that offense, and he plays every down. So it's very logical, and it's a good one. But I'll take you up just because I also think Mixon, along with McCaffrey, could have – you never know. Could... With all of these, something if, – if one thing goes wrong and he right. misses three weeks, then you're, right. you're in trouble. Uh, what did Wes have on this one? He's challenging. All right. All right. So he, everybody's taking the field. All right. But it shows – I think that's an onion hanger because whenever there's a field involved, uh, you're usually going to lose. So Philip uh, Rivers, you know, getting an MVP vote to me would be bigger, but old Onion McGee over here already said he's going to win the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't. I, I you're much more plugged in on the MVP voting. One MVP vote does not feel like much of an achievement, but I guess it is when the way it is. Because it only down. about two or three people so yeah, if, like, get it. Pete Prisco thinks that Philip Rivers is the MVP. Like, no, right. no offense to Pete Prisco, but that right. But that, that, that would, if anyone at all, that would does, be right. enough. But if you look at the track record, only two or three guys. Some years. You know, three guys get it. You're only gonna be get a couple. Well, because players. honestly, it's ass. It's like complete, it's always it's down massive to, group think. It's the, it's always down to two people. I also have no idea if Pete Prisco has an NFL MVP vote, but just as an example, I feel like he's I mean, notable. You, you plugged in writer. an experienced scribe. I liked what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I could have thrown another one, Mike Cleese. Yeah, he, there you go. Could have thrown Cleese in there. <laughs> Little Cleese bomb in a big spot. There you go. <laughs> Anybody else want to throw one more in there? Just the rule of threes. Shalise Manza Young, is that her name? How about her? Absolutely. Never know. Does a great job at Yahoo. Absolutely great work over there at Yahoo.com. All right, uh, whose turn is it? Uh, it is Chris Wessling with Erica as the conduit. Okay, he has um, T.J. Ward's Buccaneers allow fewer yards this season than Denver's defense. You have that on yours. Hmm. So that's just an either-or Bucks. Finish higher in the rankings than the Denver Broncos. Now, this matches up with some of Wes's feelings that, that I've talked to him about where he's not really buying these Broncos. Uh, I'm going to take him up on this, though. Even though it's kind of a 50, you know, it's it's close. Mm-hmm. I'm going to – I'm not really buying the Bucks defense. That's my thing. I'm not sure if this is a good defense at all. I know they signed TJ Ward, uh, which was a nice pickup at a position they needed, but – I'm I'm taking him. When in doubt, and if you're on the fence, that's one of the rules of the game for me. Uh, just challenge it, and I feel it can go either way. So I'll just go against. I will too. I also, I mean, I don't know if I see Denver's offense getting early significant leads on teams. The mm-hmm. Bucks could, and that could create some garbage time dynamic for yeah. opponents. Good point. Good point, Mark. Uh, I'll go next. And by the way, Erica, as per tradition, I've already got mine. You will be wrapping up the Go Get My Lunch mm. uh, prop wagers. And I think the Irishman, Brandon McGinnis, is the only producer to ever get something right behind the glass. Uh, it's something like 1 and like 75 <laughs> all time. So, uh, uh, okay. I hope your prop is more consistent than your reading of Chris Wesseling. Uh, oh, he, wow. He, wow. He only right. gave me like little <laughs> blurb sentences, and I'm tr- I'm doing the best I can here, Greg. Yeah, You're doing an excellent off, job. Greg. Thank you. Sorry that Wes is getting better from cancer. He, he gets us that time to give detailed write-downs and, and send them off to – Don't turn it around on me. <laughs> 
a little insensitive, Greg, but we can forge on. We'll on to the next part of the show. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hang a little onion here. Hang a little onion. A lot of people saying they're doing that, so let's see if it happens. Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch, their combined rushing yardage this season will be less than the eventual NFL rushing champ in 2017. I like it. I don't think that's saying an onion. I'm saying a definite no. I, I, I agree with you. I just, I think even the, I mean, I know that. Wait, why is that not hanging onion? Well, you're going to get like a 1,900, 2,000 yard rusher, and then you're going to get two guys that probably combine for about 1,300. I get 1,900. That doesn't happen very often. Right. It's going to be somebody around 1,600 usually. Yeah, 1,600 is fair. I guess, especially when it comes to Peterson, I'm just not seeing a lot of rushing yards. You're right. We're a little down on Marshawn Lynch in this room, so that's informing mine. Yeah, I just think too many things go wrong. Yeah, I don't think they get to to that total of the leader. So we're everyone in the room believes neither of those guys will have a big impact. I, well, two of us. I, uh, one of those two, I'd have to be really big on one of those two, and I'm not on either but with Peterson, particularly because of the situation he's in. And Wes, where does Wes come down? He uh, challenges. Okay, so he believes oh, – because he's high on Peterson in Norm. Yep. That's why. And uh, I don't know about his thoughts on Lynch, but definitely Peterson – uh, okay, so I got a couple of sandwiches or one sandwich there, and we'll check with Colleen. Uh, all right, um, close it out. I might have made a horrible mistake there, not taking you up on that. Close it out, Wes. I mean, Erica. Actually, Erica. Now, this me Erica. as yep. Erica, not Wes. Got exactly. It. I, all right, you this did is not it. want you didn't want an onion hanging for me. In that oh, round. did you? I think, I think yeah. Wes went this round. You're right. So you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't go yet. I'm sorry, Mark. I mean. It's a very complicated You won't game. like this one to begin with. Now, I know you're going to say this is this is too close to something I predicted before, but I think that that prediction was simply a feeling about the future that was a little too soon and a little too high stakes and a little too pointed. Okay. All right? But you have to go back to the events of 9-11 for a time when the league had to reschedule an entire week's slate of games. Not cancel, but reschedule. Did you just make a 9-11 ref? I am telling you that this season, yeah. the league will be forced to reschedule an entire week of games. Are you with me or are you So you're predicting me? a natural disaster slash national tragedy. I am not suggesting. That's, we don't know that that's the necessary. That's where we're at that's, We don't know that that would be the, the incident. Mark, but it would be a – I called it a major life event. Mark. You have to stand by what you're wagering here. I I'm not predicting what the event is. And you is. know the only way an entire week gets wiped out is a natural disaster or a national tragedy. Or or it could be even a natural in disaster in response, could happen in response to something, in response to something outside of those two boxes. I'm not a predicting what event. the event a is. World event. A, wor- a life would, event. I, I will it. definitely take you up on that. <laughs> I would take you up with vigor, I, and I'm, I, I really I don't like the, the yeah. what's behind it. I'm rooting the for negative I, You know, I'm sorry that I can't give you coddly little onion hangers that are simply based on, like, statistical output from one player or something. No. This is an onion hanger, you're looking, and I am telling you I have a feeling this will happen. You're looking for apocalyptic uh, events to happen. I, something on the other hand, here. I'm rooting for the world. I, I want our country to be safe. Greg, <laughs> that, that's, a very, that's a very safe point of view, but sometimes – Major events need to happen to have the world wake up and change the way they operate. Doesn't it seem so? Maybe. I disagree with your assumption that because you're rooting for everything to stay Maybe, status quo. Stati- where are we going with status quo? Not anywhere good. Well, the so last- that's a huge assumption by you. You're right. I am going with data. The last time they, they canceled, you know, the only times they've ever canceled an entire week has been 
national tragedy. So I'm hoping that does not. Happen. I will go. Yeah, I am because I'm going to root against 9/11 Part Two. So I will say, go get my lunch. Go get my lunch. I hope that I am buying you lunch on this. I'm not yeah. rooting for well, it. Part of me. I'm not rooting for it. Know. It is a prediction. You did say earlier that, of course, you're picking things that you're rooting for when it was. Not in this case. <laughs> okay. I, I like I like Greg's continual efforts <laughs> to put me into a box, ideologically, but it's not working. <laughs> I don't think. I certainly. I know you, Mark, because uh, you're a good man. Uh, you don't want to see death and destruction. But I death also, and destruction happens every day, whether you're looking for it or not. No, on a mass scale. Uh, in this country. Um, but I think there's also part of it with some of these wagers where you want something big to happen. Uh, it's kind of like a uh, the Dark Knight Returns type thing. Uh, the Dark Knight, what was the third Batman movie? Batman 3. Batman 3, whatever. The third <laughs> Nolan movie. Yeah. You want something to Batman come up. Batman 3, this time I, serious. Listen, An uprising I, of sorts. I will just say one more time that I do think that there is a scenario where this could happen that is not simply based off of a a cutout of something we've seen in the past. Okay. That we are in strange times. All right, here we go. Okay. Finally, Erica, here you go. Uh, your, your stage is yours. All right, here we go. You guys ready for this one? I'm very ready. ready. Okay. Julian Edelman will play at some point this season. Oh, Love it. That's Love a good it. One. For real. That For is real. the best one we've ever had from a producer. Right. It's the best one because it's in the books and it's officially over. I'm taking you up on that. You can buy us the sandwiches because he's, you know, by league rule, he cannot play football this year. He is on injured reserve. His season is That's over. not true, Greg, because no longer do you have to designate uh, your return from IR guy at the moment of IR. You could keep him there and then decide in October. He's got a shot at it. He has to be on the roster after the – He's going to be on the roster. He's going to be on the roster. You watch. He, if anyone is going to come back, mm. it's Julian Edelman, and you wait. I love what you did. Is I'm going to take buzz? you up on it because I don't see it as probable, but I love, your, I love the scenario you came now, up with. There's no probable. It, he's out for the season. You 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 have to be on the roster they, past the cuts to be eligible to come back. Is he already off the they roster? They put him on injured reserve. Am I crazy? Well, then I'll definitely take you up on it. See, this is tricky. I would like to know the the details behind this because they did change the IR rule that there's two boomerang spots and you no longer have to say at that moment that they're designated for that spot. You know what I mean? Like, but it's so it clicked over when they created the official did, 53-man roster. You know roster. what? They did wait here. There's an update. Even though that they had said. <laughs> Greg, you just early, announced this as fact. They did wait until Saturday to put him on IR. So in, in theory, so they he, waited. Would, he would be eligible. They, okay. They did announce that he's out for the season. They they used those words. So, uh, but, but he would be eligible. That's a tough one. I need to do some research. I'm going to hold on that. Is that allowed? I'm pretty sure. Players put on injured reserve on Saturday were not eligible to be. No IR boomerang for him. Okay. <laughs> Finally. There you go. There's all our lunch props. And, and hopefully, if, if Nick is still interested in this uh, podcast, he is updating this. <laughs> we have no evidence to state that he's no longer interested in the show. I'm just going to work under the assumption Nick, who does an amazing job, will have all this tracked on gogetmylunch.org. Finally, real, cu- real quick, uh, the season starts on Thursday uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, being led into New England to face the Patriots. Um, Mark, we'll start with you on this one, and then we'll pick the games at the end. Pick the game at the end. Uh, what is, uh, from the Chiefs' perspective, how do they steal this game? Because it feels like they are in uh, very close to a no-win situation. How do the Chiefs steal this win? 
Well, two things they probably can't do. One, which would be completely rattle and undermine Tom Brady out of the gate to the point where New England feels uncomfortable in their home field. Not going to happen. Number two, though, the Chiefs, even with Alex Smith on the field, forget Patrick Mahomes, were more aggressive this preseason. And whether it's Tyreek Hill, whether it's Travis Kelsey, you you take it to New England early. You don't play what is typical Chiefs ball, which is run the ball 45 times, you know, a bunch of a bunch of check down passes, and you're trying to hang in the game and win it with your defense. You have got to play differently to have a chance in this game if you're Kansas City. Again, I don't know if they can do that. I don't see. I don't have a high confidence level. The the time, you know, Alex Smith said it, and it sounded like he was just saying something to make himself feel better. But I I think he's right. He said Week One's a great time to play the Patriots. Yes, it's that opening kickoff. The history is not great. Of course, it's always going to be hard to go into Foxborough. But they've played their worst games in September traditionally. They're worse at the beginning of the season, and their defense to me is a concern. And when I watch the Chiefs in the preseason, the thing I always believe is like this is a team that knows what they're doing they know the playbook Alex Smith had a really strong preseason had a good training camp this is a team that does not need to warm up they looked very professional in the preseason they're going against a weakness in the Patriots in terms of their defense of front seven so I think this could be a pretty entertaining game high scoring of course I like the Patriots to win it eventually but I I think it could be a game that's in the high 20s in the 30s and it's got some firepower until the Patriots pull away late I feel like we'll know pretty quickly in this game uh, whether it's going to be something interesting to watch uh, at the three-hour mark, because I could totally see a scenario where Patriots up fourteen nothing midway through the first quarter. But and I'll say this: Tom Brady, it's not giving him enough respect to say he can be rattled. But if you do find a way to consistently get to him with the pass rush and get him uncomfortable, get him moving around, uh, he can be affected physically. He is forty years old, um, but at the end of the day, I I, I think. The Chiefs will not be embarrassed, but I think they'll eventually get overwhelmed and just not be able to hang. So I will say 34 to 20 uh, Patriots over Chiefs and a big game from Gronk. I'll, I'll say 34-27 if we're throwing out scores. Have a nice, fun game. I'll go 30 to 13. Rex Burkhead blows up. Mm. There you go. So there you go. Those are week one predictions. And like I said, uh, next time you hear from us will be Thursday night, late Thursday uh, on the East Coast uh, because we will have a full recap of this game uh, as well as a preview of all the rest of the Week 1 game. So thank you uh, to everyone that has listened this far. It's time for another season, I think our fifth together. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. So we're, we're real excited to get this thing going. Uh, so till Thursday, this is Dan Hansa signing off for uh, the Sizzler, Connie Fox, the boss, uh, the mailman chipping in. Thanks, Wes. And the great Erica Temposi behind the glass. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.